Blog Talk Radio. you today. I'm a little under the weather, lots of work today. Um, We are really, really, really excited today to have an amazing gentleman with us today. He is with the Media Arts Mentoring Academy. He does some of the things that are my favorite things. And he is a very good friend of our co-host, Jay Logan. Jay was able to get him away from his busy schedule to be with us to share about the important work that he's doing around mentoring youth in the digital arena and also music. He's also a music industry veteran. He understands music in a way that, you know, uh, Jay and I have been in the business for a long time, but he really has been in longer than us with great experience. And what we love about him is he has the knowledge of yesterday, not so yesterday, and today. Now, we're going to bring on Jay Logan, and when we bring on Jay, we're going to go into one news area because we have our guests on the line right now, but we do want to give you one bit of news to start out with for today. So without further ado, we're going to bring on Mr. Jay Logan. Hey, Jay, how are you today? I'm doing great. It's raining out here in lovely San Francisco. It's putting out some of the fires. Unfortunately, we have a lot of people out here that need help and assistance. Their homes have burnt down um, in the middle of town, California. So my heart goes out to all of the people with all the losses and the missing people also. So other than that, I'm doing fine, but my heart goes out to the unfortunate in California. Got it. Um, you know, it's uh, things are in a, in a very interesting place at the U.N., Things are in a very interesting place worldwide. Things are in an interesting place in the music industry. Things are in an interesting place everywhere. And uh, so it's so funny that you would be talking about fires and things like that. So we can go into that, Jay, don't you think, later in our um, later in our broadcast? In our, I'm sorry, Jay, go ahead. No, yeah, I would just, um, yeah, we can go on on it later. And um, But there's some happy things in the news, Gail, real quickly. Um, heart surgeon brings high-tech health care to the world's poor. I mean, this Dr. Chevy uh, Shetty, his name is uh, Debbie Shetty, founder of uh, Rama Health, is, uh, has created a new model for health care. And then I guess after we have our important guests, we can go into some of the things that he has done to bring uh, health care to some of the people in India and other countries throughout the world. That's very interesting. And then we can also go back into our guest we had earlier on earlier this year about the flying car. 
that uh, is being uh, that almost won an uh, innovation award at South by Southwest, which is the group Aeromobile. We have some updates about them and what their car is doing, which is really amazing. Um, a lot of other people are working on flying cars, but theirs is actually flying from one country to another, and the model looks amazing, and it's going to be for sale soon. Um, the other thing that we wanted to talk about is really quickly, uh, Facebook is in an uproar about the dislike button, which <laughs> I, can understand, I can understand, but I think it's actually uh, good in some ways because, Sometimes when we like an article, people think we actually like the content, and you may not like the content. You know what I mean? So I yes. think that's very important. But we're going to go, without further ado, we're going to get right into this call with Mr. Leon Burnett. Mr. Burnett, welcome aboard. How are you today? Fine, fine. How are you guys doing on the both on both coasts? What, you in New York and Jason, San Francisco? Is that how it works? Yes, we are, sir. Yes. And, um, and, Mr. Burnett, if it's okay with you, we want to get all the good stuff from you, okay, you know, all the good answers. So we would love for you to just tailor your answers to the questions asked so that we don't get all the good stuff up front and then we run out of everything to share. Is that okay with you? That sounds good to me. Okay, it sounds good to us, too. And I know you're having some good food out there in Alabama, too, which I'm very <laughs> jealous of. Well, you know, I, I started eating a lot of uh, this rich food. Now I'm almost a vegan, so, you know, I just watch people eat it and, and barbecue it and kill it, you know, but I really don't <laughs> eat it like I used to. We totally yeah, understand that. Yeah. You totally Go ahead. Understand. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, no, Jay and I were going to say to you that we actually eat very healthy too, but it's still good to know that once in a while you can cheat and go and get some good food. <laughs> Oh, yeah, especially some barbecue now. We got some of the best barbecue down here, greens and macaroni and cheese and stuff like that, you know. But I've been eating vegan <laughs> macaroni and cheese. It's not too bad. No, but it's pretty actually pretty good they use diet cheese for that because we eat vegan food, Jay and I both. So I think that's, you know, just really good. So can we get right into the into the questions with you, sir? Let, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Okay. okay. And Mr. Logan, I know. This is this is this is your uh, time, Mr. Logan. I'm not going to give you a hard time. I'm going to behave today. Okay, yeah, well, you always behave. You're so, such a wonderful co-host, and and I'm just happy for to have Mr. Leon Burnett on our show. He's been a mentor to me all my life, and this is just a great moment for me, uh, just to have him here and to all the rest of the world that's listening. Um, Mr. Burnett. Now, just not going all the way into it. My first question for you is: Could you tell us just a little bit? about where you grew up. I grew up in South Central Los Angeles, in the heart of, wow. uh, of it all. I went to school in Compton, actually, you know, so they talk about straight out of Compton. I'm actually one of them people who is really straight out of Compton, you know, and uh, that, that, you know, Manchester, Crenshaw, lived on Crenshaw. I'm, so I'm from South Central. You can't get no more South Central than me. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> wow. So, you, know, you have a I, question? Yes, I do. I wanted to know, if someone asked you the definition of a mentor, what would be your response, Mr. Burnett? Well, for me, I have to judge it off of how I mentor. Uh, the definition of a mentor to me is someone 
who cares about an individual's dreams, who gives them the knowledge that they need, or tries to steer them in the direction to get the knowledge that they need, who uh, gives them the truth about where they're at so they can improve where they're at, and also helps them see beyond the obvious, you know? So for me, it's like uh, if you want to be uh, whatever, you want to be a filmmaker, I'm going to show you how to be a filmmaker based off of my personal experience and maybe the experience of others. So a mentor is someone who shares knowledge, who loves the people that they're working with, and just tries their best to connect them to their dreams. So that's what a mentor is to me. Interesting, interesting. Um, How does one make opportunities in this digital entertainment industry today? Well, you know, there there are so many ways that you can go. You know, when you talk about digital media, you can talk about Internet technologies. You can talk about music technology. You can talk about film. You can talk about app development. You can talk about a lot of different areas. So what you have to do is find out what your passion is about and research. Research. Do the research. Learn more about what you want to do. You know, when I got into really transforming from the analog world to the digital world, I had to understand uh, uh, the, the technologies, you know, we were able to back in the day, and this is kind of how I met Jay, uh, uh, take uh, uh, where music was going in, in the digital world and and, and, and and transfer that, but learn about it. You know, I remember I had a group and uh, we were changing our sound and I said, okay, here's a keyboard, here's a drum machine, learn all you can about this. And so they were able to master it. So, Whatever digital media area you want to go into, you need to master it. You need to understand it. You need to learn it. You need to learn the science and the technology behind it. And you need to understand where it fits in the marketplace. So, you know, uh, so if you're getting into music or film, understand what that business is about. Understand the history. Understand how it even evolved to where it's at in the digital realm now. So research, study, and find what's passionate, what your passions are, and to try to align it to the digital media field that you really want to get into. So that's kind of where I'm at on that. Wow. Y'all, y'all for quiet back there. Am I not saying enough or talking too much? Oh, no, you are. No, because you know what it is, Mr. Burnett. You take in, you know, when we have the opportunity to have people on like yourself, we want you know we want our audience to also take in and it's great we love to have a lot of fun but this is something that Jay and I love the music industry is something we do from the business side the creative side um the digital side we deal with we deal with the technology side and we deal with you mm-hmm. and to have someone on like yourself who's able to give us all we want our audience to really take in this you know and that's not to say we don't love our other guests cuz we do trust me we do we've been very blessed but to have someone on the magnitude of you who is actually taking taking this work in and taking it to other people, it's, it's, it's actually pretty powerful, you know. And okay, so, great, great, great. And so if I, um, Jay, I hope you don't get mad because I have a variation on this question um, for you. I have uh, the, the difference between, you know, there, I, the question is, this is a, a question that really hit me about what's the difference between a manager and management because, I, you know, like Jay has been a mentor with you, and I've been mentored by Barry White, Gladys Knight, um, by people at Sony, you know, and things like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And 
there was a young lady that I managed, uh, young people that Jay has managed, and there's a difference between manager and management, and can you really give our audience and somebody who's been in this business longer than Jay and I have been, even as well, what is the difference for you personally? What is the difference between a manager and management, and what is today's artist making them, not the today's artist, but the way the industry is starting to get set up, what is, a diff, what is the mistake they're making in taking away from the manager and management of that artist? Wow, okay, so, so, yeah, so for me, you know, I look at management, you know, you have for the artist, there's a personal manager, okay, and then there's a, maybe a management company, and I've done both. As a personal manager, I was really involved with making sure that that artist that I was working with not only had the tools they needed to do to manage their business, but also manage their lives, okay, and, and manage their families. So for me, uh, my personal management experience goes real deep. And then from a management standpoint, you know, I had several artists that we had in our management company that we really plotted out the strategy. You know, so you have a personal manager and you have a business manager. So on the personal manager side, I, I was really involved with uh, a lot, lots of personal issues and how to make sure that that artist was able to set up situations to take care of their family, to take care of their their personal needs, take care of how they want to get to the next step. In the management arena, it was more on the corporate side where we worked with the record labels, we worked with the promoters, we worked with the, the venues to make sure that our artist's vision was uh, uh, understood and it was uh, uh, guided, you know, and that we were all on the same path. So the management company is kind of like the ringleader, you know, kind of like, okay, everybody, this is what we're trying to do. This is how we need to all be on the same ship, on the same boat. This is what we need to do. And on the personal manager, it's like, okay, I need to make sure that whatever issues that you're having, because I've had artists that have had drug issues. I've had them have problems where they got in trouble with the law, uh, where they've had just different issues. And so for me, I've had to, you know, my personal management stuff goes deep. It goes deep, you know, from telling an artist that their father just died and, and helping that artist make those arrangements. So, wow. you know, so for the management side, you know, I look at it like, okay, the personal manager, I'm really looking out for your personal welfare. And then for the management company, I'm looking out for the, man, the your brand. I'm really helping you with your brand. And we kind of work together. So, you know, I've gone in and out of those roles simultaneously, and I've done a lot of those roles simultaneously, you know? Um, Jay, can I just jump in here for one second? Is that okay with you, Jay? Yeah, yeah, go right ahead, yeah. Okay, because this he knows this is like a, a big piece for me. Um, uh, Mr. Burnett, just so our audience knows, you know, because all three of us have been in the industry for a long time, so, you know, there's certain lingo that we use, Okay. Um, for our audience's sake, would you share with them, because what I'm hearing, please tell me if I'm correct, is that that's the, there's a personal management and it's a business management, and, and you can have a manager that does both um, for that artist. 
Can you explain for our audience and for artists who are out there listening, what is that, you know, how they can have one manager be both the personal and business at one time and to make sure that's actually in their contract? Uh, how can they have, well, you know, I, I've jumped out and done both of them. So how can you have one of each is what you're saying? How can you have one person? Like, you know, a lot of artists think they need two. So a lot of managers today, especially like the music managers, Quorum and things like that, one manager works as both. Like they work as both the personal manager and the manager to make sure that the artist's brand is consistent with any other business engagement they get involved with. Can you explain that to our audience and to up-and-coming artists, you know, how to to make sure they're set up that way with either two managers doing that or one manager? Well, first of all, if you're going to take a manager, make sure you've got a manager who's connected, who can help make deals, who's connected to the deal makers, you know? You you have a lot of artists sometimes, their parents want to be their personal managers, and that's all right, but they might not necessarily be able to be their business manager because they might not have the connections. They might not know the history. They might not know the logistics of the company, the power struggles within the company. You know, on on a business management side, you've got to kind of end up knowing what's going on within the companies, the power struggles. You've got to understand how to manipulate and work and pull the resources out of a company if you're working with one, uh, how, how to make that happen. So you can have a personal manager that's kind of like, you know, maybe somebody who really cares for you, making sure nobody else is writing off your bank account and stuff like that. But then you got to have a manager that's really business savvy. And sometimes you have a personal manager who wants to be the business manager, but they're not quite prepared because they don't understand the politics or the things that go on to having a successful career. I've seen where some artists have had personal managers, you know, be it the father, the mother, whatever, and uh, they get in there and they don't know how to work with the record company. You can see what has happened, like even with the Jacksons. You know, Joe Jackson wanted to be the business manager, and he was also the personal manager. They got to a time, the, the boys said, hey, look, Pops, we got to roll a different way because you're not handling this correct. And you look at the same thing with Beyonce. You know, her father got her to a certain part. But then she had to make a move and have a business manager who can strictly focus on the business and the branding of her. So, you know, you, you if you have one person that knows both that's really good, then you're blessed. But you might want to separate it and make sure that you have the right person for the job. You know, your business manager is the one that's going to be able to pick up the phone and and call Clive Davis and get him on the phone. You know, a lot of times, a lot of these record companies, they don't like dealing with the parents, and they don't like dealing with the the person who thinks that they know everything and don't have a track record. And Mm. so, you you know what I'm saying? So you got to make sure you got the right person for the right job. Because I've seen record company executives blow off so-called managers who were actually parents and cousins and friends and whatever. I will come in there and manage my artists, and they don't know nothing, so they don't get nothing done. So but I hope that kind of answers your question a little bit. You know, More than, more, uh, more than a little bit. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, cool. Great, thanks. Cool, wow, cool. wow. Boy, what a... 
it's like talking to the mighty uh, Mr. Oz from the Wizard of Oz. You know, you just you just been there, been there, and been here. So it's just such a wonderful to have you on the show, Mr. Burnett. Um, uh, could you share a little bit about Mama um, Media Arts Mentoring Academy program and your mission and how it's giving back to the community? Well, let me tell you something. Being from South Central LA, Jay, as you know, I travel all over the world. And whenever I would go somewhere, I would always have somebody say, hey, uh, will you take my tape? Would you listen to my tape? And, you know, and <laughs> can you help me get a deal and help me do this and do that? Sounds so, like me. Sounds like yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I've had that all my life. You know, matter of fact, that's how I met you, Jay. Remember? Back in the day. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I listened to your yes. stuff, too. Yes, but sir. anyway, uh, so, so you know, I, I, I saw that wherever I traveled, there were hungry people. There were creative people. I realized that you did not have to live in L.A. or New York or Chicago to be successful in the industry. There were people who uh, needed, who had the talent, just didn't have the guidance on how to get from point A to point B. So, you know, um, I, I spent a lot of time in Alabama working with one of my groups, and I realized, you know, they were one of the top groups in the world. I realized that, you know, uh, young people down here are talented, and how could I help? I spent a lot of time in Ohio working with young people and, and realized that, hey, you know, if I can just connect them to the resources and, and expose them, then they can, they can explode. So when I retired from the industry about five years ago, uh, I decided that I wanted to give back because I was in Alabama. I decided to make my home in Alabama, sweet home Alabama, even though I'm, I'm really from South Central and I love the Lakers. Then he went back to, the, back to this. So I, I said, okay, <laughs> I love working with young people, and there's so many talented people. Let me be that connection to help them realize their dreams. So one of the things that I do is I have a program called From Huntsville to Hollywood where I take students out to Hollywood to meet Grammy Award winning producers and Emmy Award television producers. And I take them to the studios and I let them work with the crews and I let them ask the questions that they've had in their mind. And I let them see that they're no different than anybody else. It's just maybe location and maybe they could do this. You know, but let me give you the skills to show you how you got to compete because if you're in Alabama and you're trying to compete with somebody in L.A., you got to come on a little stronger. So let me show you what you need to do. So we started the Media Arts Mentoring Academy. We are five, actually the Media Arts Institute is our parent, our parent organization. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So all the proceeds that we get, we put back into our program, giving our young people real-world hands-on experience in doing what they love. In other words, you know, I might want to be a video game uh, designer, but I don't have the computer or the software to do that, and I don't have the mentor to do that. We, we, we put those things together for them. I might want to be a producer. I might want to be an actress. I might want to be a filmmaker. We bring them together with the tools and the mentors to help them realize their dreams. So that's really what the Media Arts Mentoring Academy is all about. We connect young people to their dreams through, through the hands-on experience and through professional mentors, wherever they may be. Wow. wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yes, that is amazing. Well, I you have know, to, I have to... Yeah, you, 
Yeah, it's really what God wants me to do. I realize, you know, I, I sat back and I had to really look at my life and realize that through the years that I was in the business, you know, God gives you a ministry, and you have to figure out what is your ministry. And I realized my ministry was helping other people with their ministry, okay? And their ministries might just be their talents. And so I, I said, okay, I have to make a conscious effort of doing this. I've been blessed to know a lot of people in the industry, and I have a lot of young people at a lot of the HBCU schools that want to get put on, and they don't know how. They don't know where to go. And so I said, okay, I can do that. I can make a call, and I can connect you with this person, and but let me give you the basis so when you talk to that person, you know, you're equipped to go to the next level. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just fulfilling what God has in store for me. And let me tell you something, running a nonprofit is no easy job. I've never done it before. <laughs> you know, Amen to that. Amen. Oh, man, it's just, it's just a, you know, I'm used to budgets. You know, I'm used to somebody saying, hey, here's three mil, go do this. Here's this. Go do this. So now I'm I'm having to raise money. I'm having to learn how to beg with with dignity. You know. Oh, and it's, that's a whole other thing there. You speak in church. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jay. I had to. You know, we have to get in there. I'm sorry, Mr. Burnett. You speak in church. You you just told. You just talked about the church. Um, yes. It, it it the truth is it's really there and. It is very hard to when you're on when you're used to being on a certain level. I can only imagine what it's like for you being on a certain level, and then now you have to do it another way. Which brings me to my next question for you, sir. Um, it, taking it away a little bit from the community thing, what is the All Bama Sports Network? All right, okay. So let me tell you how this all started. Okay, the All Bama Sports Network. I had I was working with a high school. And I had a lot of students that, you know, wanted to get into the entertainment show business, okay? And so we started talking about it. And every time I would go into class, I'd hear them talking about sports. You know, this team, this player, LeBron this, you know, Kobe this, Kobe that. And I said, I said, would you guys be interested in, in, in doing an ESPN-style TV network? And like, yeah, how we do that? I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go out, and we're going to go out, and we're going to start shooting football games. So I'm going to teach you how to shoot a football game, how to shoot it correctly, how to do interviews, how to research stories, how to put stories together with pictures, words, narration, and let's go out and do this. So we started shooting videos and doing highlight reels for athletes, helping them get scholarships, people that we've gotten scholarships. I'm in Alabama, so there's no pro sports team down here. This is the SEC. This is football territory, and they start them off <laughs> young down here. You know, so it's like, okay, sports was my hook to get them to understand that they needed to know how to be proficient in math and how to be proficient in science and writing and research. So that was my hook. It's like, okay, we're going to start the Alabama Sports Network. We're going to cover all sports on all ages. And what we're going to do, we're going to create a network that's going to consist of a newspaper. So in order to do the newspaper, I need to have writers. I need to have graphic designers. And in order to go out and shoot sports stories, I need to be able to teach you how to do video production, how to edit, how to ask questions. And so we have put together this network. And we are giving out 5,000 free newspapers every week. We are launching our, our uh, 
our uh, user-generated content site that allows people to upload articles, and that's learning how to deal with Internet technology. My students are learning how to design apps. They're learning how to manage websites. They're learning how to use the Adobe Suite, you know, not just uh, Photoshop, but they learn InDesign. They learn After Effects. They learn Premiere. Mm-hmm. So we put this network together so that we could holistically reach all of our young people and touch them, the ones that were really passionate about getting into this industry and give them something to do, but with a project in mind that they could then use for their resumes. So now they have, for students, I have some of the top students in the state who are journalism majors and writers and stuff, win awards. Now they have another byline. Now they got videos that they can, they can syndicate to the news stations because a lot of these news stations are cutting back on their circulation and they're doing video stories. So, hey, my kids can go out there and do the video stories. And we've been fortunate that we've actually really helped some of our young people who were not going to go to college get major scholarships. i got one student who, uh, you know, looked like Urkel, but he knew everything about sports, man. This, this boy knew everything about statistics. I said, okay, I'm going to teach you how to do an interview. And we did that, and we shot some interviews, and we did some other little videos. And I said, okay, now we're going out to the football field, and your job today is to do the intro, highlight what the game's about, talk to the coaches at halftime, talk to the players. And he was able to put together a video reel that got him the Bill Gates scholarship to Auburn, which Paid his tuition all the way through to his Ph.D. because he had a reel. He had something to show. And that's what we try to do, give young people portfolios and reels so they can say, hey, I can do this. Let me show you what I did. You know, because we have so many kids like, I'm a rapper. I'm going to do this. Well, rap for me. Uh, maybe I'll rap another time. No. If you're serious about what you're trying to do, show me what you're doing. Show me how you did it. And, and, and give me a flavor because, you know, today you can get jobs not having a college career, but you can have a job because you've managed a skill. And so that's what we try to do is give them real skills. And so the Alabama Sports Network is an opportunity for me to bring college students together, to mentor high school students, and to – I have like four colleges working together and high school students working together, and they work together as a team. So peer-to-peer mentoring – and getting out there and doing it is what I'm all about. You know, Mr. Burnett, I have to say, I, 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 you wanted to know why I'm quiet back here because I'm just like, I'm blown away, okay? Um, I'm blown away because that's exactly what Jay and, I, Jay and I are doing. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, Jay, I'm, I'm mad at you because you didn't have him on earlier. Let me tell you, oh, no. you know, Jay and, I, Jay, Jay and I connected back on Facebook a couple of years ago, and this is actually the first time I've talked to Jay. You know, we, 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 we tag each other. You know, I'm down here. He's doing there. I'm watching him in Japan. I'm watching what he's doing. So I'm really glad to talk to Jay. And Jay will tell you, you know, I've had him in my house, you know, uh, doing demos and writing songs and going to New York, pitching record <laughs> deals for him and stuff. So I know Jay all the way back, you know, because, like I said, you know, Jay was actually, for me, was a, a young person that really taught me the power of computers and digital. He helped me through that. Even though my band was using a lot of this stuff, Jay showed me on another level, hey, let me show you how the computers do this stuff. So even though, you know, he was making music, I was watching what was going on, and I was studying the trends and say, hey, this is where this stuff is going. So, Jay, thank you. Well, you know, well, thank um, you so I- much. <clears throat> 
Well, I tell you what's interesting is that Jay and I have created two organizations that are um, that we've brought together that's connected with the UN. We've connected a network. We have an online magazine that we're bringing students together to write for and everything. This is something we can all talk about offline. But you know, it's, I'm just I'm just blown away because I'm excited. Um, you know, Jay knows I'm rarely speechless, but I, I thank you. All I can say is thank you so much for being on our show today. Um, we've been so blessed with the people we've had in the last few weeks, and you've just you've just been the cream on the cake. And um, I really, I just really thank you for that. And you know, a good friend and mentor of mine, which is Kendall Minter, and also yes, you know, I do, Don Atlanta. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And you, do, you know, yeah. and you you mentioned CBS, so you know Cynthia and some other people in New York. Oh God, Cynthia yeah, Johnson. I, I, I don't know Cynthia Johnson, but. Um, Kendall, I've known for I won't I won't say how many years because as far as I'm concerned, okay. I'm, I'm I'm 21, I'm still 21, so <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm two years. Uh, well, and we, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I'm I'm 64, you know. Well, and, well I, I'm gonna let uh, you, I've you, been I'm blessed you, because. Go ahead. Then I was gonna say I'm gonna let you be I'm gonna let you be 64. I'm still 21. <laughs> yeah, well, I hear you. I hear you. You know. Uh, 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 when, I, when I see you, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'll know for sure. But no, mentally, it's all, it's, it's all, it's all a state of mind, you know. It's all a state yeah, and that's of mind, my state you know? of mind. You know, for me, I, I, I look at 64 and say, you know, God has blessed me with some wisdom, some experience. I work with some of the largest groups in the world, and I've helped mentor some of the top executives in the world, and so I feel blessed that able to do that, and you know. It's all been by mentoring. You know, a lot of the young people that I've mentored today, I, I, I sit back and look. And see, I was fortunate. I was blessed. I had one of the best mentors in the world. Quincy Jones was my mentor, you know. And so sitting at his feet, I learned a lot. And I had other mentors. And so, you know, mentors are very important in a person's life in order to give them stability, but also to let them know that here's an example. If I can do it, you can do it, you know. So, <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm fortunate that I have become a mentor because if I can do it straight out of South Central LA, let me tell you something: you can do it too. But you got to be willing to grind. You got to be willing to put in the work. Mm. You got to be serious about it. You know, I tell a lot of my young men that are serious about uh, their music thing. I say, you might want to hold up on that little girl right there. You know, you might have to make music your girlfriend for a minute. You know, because. Mm. You know, if she ended up having a baby, guess what? You're going to have to do something else, you know? That's so, right. You know, and I've seen it happen. I got friends who had a dream deferred because they got caught up with that little cutie pie, you know, and, and vice mm-hmm. versa. And so mm-hmm. my thing is, like, if you're serious about your craft, about your thing, be serious about it all day. And, and it ain't going to happen all night. I got friends that it took years. I got friends that took overnight, you know? Everybody's story, everybody's journey is different, but just be prepared. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, Jay, I, I got no more. I mean, I, I, I'm just grateful, and um, that's all I can say is I'm grateful. <clears throat> well, I, I, have now, a, a good, I have a good question for you, Leon. Sure, um, I just want to say, every. You're so legit, you know, and I just want to tell a little story. When I was a youngster, this man took me and L.A. Reed and put us in this little studio called Wildcat 
studio down in L.A., you know, and we that's, didn't know L.A. Right. Reed or Baby or Babyface. We didn't know that we were going to be anything. We were there eating tuna sandwiches, you know. And that's I got right, a chance to right. work with L.A. and Reed and, 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 and learn all this stuff from Leon, and he really mentored these people. So this question, and me being a witness to this, because I saw it with my own eyes, this question is, uh, is, is about, about that. Um, we know you have been involved in the entertainment industry for years, and you've produced and managed thousands of concerts and conventions and special events. And you also helped develop uh, mentoring executive producers, such as me, L.A. Reid, Babyface, and Reggie Griffin, and Reggie Calloway. Mm-hmm. And I would like you to explain to our audience, how did they become successful, in your opinion, and was it hard for them in the golden years fighting for that success? Well, with you, all of those guys that you named had one thing in common. They were dedicated to the grind, okay? It was about that. You know, they were dedicated to making it happen and, and making sure that they were prepared. You know, when I told L.A., dude, I got to get you out of Cincinnati, you in place. I got to bring you to L.A. so I can connect you to the people I know. They were like, let's do it. And so that's what we did. They were connected. They were, they were ready for the grind. That was what what was most important. And everyone that I've worked with, that's the, the single thing that I knew about them. You know, I would take Babyface around the meetings. I'd say, look here, y'all think Smokey got something. But let me show you the next dude for real. And they're like, for real, for real? I'm like, yes. And so we would go, and then all of a sudden we pull out songs, boom. And they're like, oh, man, are you serious? I'm like, yes, we're serious. We got songs. We were cutting songs in the bedroom, in the car, in the van, on the bus. We were always tracking. So even, Jay, when you got with us, we were tracking. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, uh, it, it was about the grind. It was about we are not going to let our environment slow us down. We're going to let our grind be for real, be 24-7, and we're going to be serious about it. And that's what I tried to instill upon them because I moved back to Ohio to work with them. They knew I was serious. I had a house. We all lived together. You remember that, Jay? And it was like, dude, this is what we do 24-7. We rehearsing 12 hours a day. We writing songs. You know, we might go out to the park and look at the kids, go to the park and and go to the club. But when we went to the club, we looking at, okay, this is what they're dancing to. This is what they like. And we were studying stuff. We were always studying what the trends were, where the music was going, and where we needed to be. And so you have to be dedicated to the grind. You have to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, is, is there anything else you wanted to say about that, Mr. Burnett? Well, you know, my thing is, you know, I'm, I'm I'm fortunate I got a chance to see and see the things that I saw then, even the mistakes that we encountered back in those days. Those are things I'm able to share with my young people now. I got one young man, you know, who wants to be a rapper. And after I talked to him, I said, dude, you're not a rapper. You're a writer. You're an author. Now he's written two books. And I'll be honest with you, you know, I tell students straight like it is. You want to be in the music business? Uh, you might need to learn another skill. Okay, because the music business is not like it used to be. Now, if you want to be in the environment of show business, let me show you what skills you need to learn. So, you know, I'm one of them people, you would think that I'd be, you know, really promoting the music business. I'm one of the people that are like, look here, unless you are a virtuoso, unless you are a prolific writer, unless you put yourself in the environment, 
to succeed. Being a rapper, being somebody down here, you think you're going to make a living? Dude, you better get a job. You better get a skill. And so I'm real with them. You know, the, 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 the business has changed. It's not like it used to be. You know, the money is not the same. I've watched that whole thing convert over to where it is now with the streaming media and stuff. So I tell people, look, if you serious about this, show me, play, play, play some Beethoven for me. You're a keyboard player. Play some Beethoven for me. So at least I can know that if you want to be a musician, now you can go get a job in a church being a music director while you're trying to do your thing, you know. Uh, and so I have a lot of uh, uh, young producers and writers I'm working with, one in particular uh, named Kelvin Wooten. I don't know if you're familiar with him. But Kelvin wrote a soundtrack for one of the main songs uh, uh, for Django and produced Anthony Hamilton. But Kelvin was the music director of my church. I'm like, dude, get a real job. You know, don't just say, hey, I want to be in the music business. The music business is different. You know, go into the publishing business if you want to get into the music business. Let me show you where the money's at. Understand intellectual properties. Understand the business. So, you know. That's my take on the music business today. Well, I have a, a little bit of a question on you about this um, that you just went into. You know, it's like how different different is the music industry today than it was 20 years ago. Now, my question to you about this is a little different in that today we're streaming, okay? Today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, being mentored by some of the greats, like I just shared with you, all the way from, you know, Richard Parsons. So even I was also mentioned a bit by Quincy Jones as well. And mm-hmm. looking at the industry back from when those days were and looking in today where we've gone from um, A-track tape, cassette, CD, download, now to streaming, okay? That's where we are today and mm-hmm. where the music labels are today based on where it was years ago when, you know, you were dealing with Jay and, and um, Babyface and L.A. Reid and so forth, how different is it between those times and now, and 20 years ago and now? Well, what's different today is the fact that, uh, okay, back in the day it was always an ownership issue, you know, for me. You know, I had problems with the record companies giving me advances and then saying they still own my masters even though I paid them back, you know. And so... You know, the streaming piece has kind of put it back to to a place where now, you know, you can retain your rights and stuff. But it's different in the fact that how you make a living, you know. Uh, before, you can make records, you can produce records, you can put them out, and you can get radio airplay, and you had to spend a lot of motion, money to do that. Today, yeah, you could build up an audience, but... It's different today because I think the artists today, the way they're really making their money is on performance, on sponsorships, being able to monetize their brand, their name, and being able to uh, uh, control their likeness. Um, But at the same time, you know, you get with a major label, they spend big bucks on you, you do have to pay that back, you know. So the distribution model is different, you know. Uh, they're not making wax. The, the the commodity is different. You know, I don't have anything really physical in my hand anymore like I used to. So the thing is, how do I monetize my talent? And how do I monetize my skills? And that's where the difference is today. 
is that I just can't go out and sell a million records, you know. And even today, if you're streaming, you might have 50 billion streams and make $20, you know. So, yes. you, you, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. to me, the business is how do you monetize your brand? How do you uh, 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 take it to the next level? One of the things I'm really happy to see is some of my old friends like Earthwind and Firebird in and them, they're still making a hundred and something thousand dollars a week. And how do they do that? Because they can perform. They don't have to sell any records anymore. And so when you look back at the old school artists that were able to perform, the Charlie Wilson, a lot of the groups, they go out there, they're still making a good living now. They don't have to have a hit record. They're able to perform. And so I see the difference. The digital has is taking the physicalness of a commodity away, but at the same time, those that were able to master live performances and things like that are able to last. You don't see too many rappers, old school rappers, going out there and really doing it. You know what I'm saying? Anymore. You really don't. You know, I know kids right. play and they try to do a few little gigs here and there, but it's not like some of these R&B artists. They're able to monetize their skills in their catalog. And so... Um, you know, the, the, the industry has just changed to me. And I'll be honest with you, my thing right now is film. My thing is visual arts. My thing is being able to show people how to create create products that uh, or or, uh, or or create brands that, that live forever. Kate, the double men. Very interesting. Um, yeah, I yeah, said yeah. A, I said eight. I said eight to the double men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you know, and, and you look at people like Richard Parsons. You know, a lot of people don't realize Richard Parsons, even though he ran at one, of, he comes out of the banking arena. You know, he always had a skill he could fall back on. He he knew finance. Quincy knew how to arrange. You know, he can produce records and stuff. And so you got to have a skill. You got to have a real skill, man. And you got to be able to monetize it even in other industries some kind of way. So. That is so... um, what you say? Oh, I, I, I... Come on now, Jay. Come on now. Uh, yeah, I, I just <laughs> want to know, okay, what what legacy statement and vision would you like to leave here for future generations? For me, my legacy is just for people to know that he loved and he cared. And he was just, in, you know, he... he he gave unconditionally. That's me. My wife tells me all the time, you know, you're just a giver. You're just a big old teddy bear. You know, it's in my heart to give and to pass on knowledge. So my legacy for me is for my grandkids, my kids, and the people around me say, you know what, B, as they call me, they call me Mr. B, he cared about me. And that's really all I need. You know, when when Faith sees me, he know I cared about it. He know I didn't try to beat him. When L.A. sees me, he know I cared about it. I didn't try to beat them cats. You know, yeah. I tried to put them on to the next level. I was I was really committed to seeing them succeed and do the best that they could do and be the best that they could be. And that's really what my whole life is about, is just trying to give people the opportunity to live their dreams. You know? The dream maker. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> make sure you put um, that in my obituary, all right? I make sure it's there. Um, we'll give you flowers before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm here to give. You know, whatever I can give. You know, and I tell people, I tell people all the time, I don't have all the answers. You know, I can just tell you about my experience, what I've seen, and I've seen a lot of stuff. I really have. I've been around some really great people, and so all I can do is share. You know. You know, you talk about in the Bible, you know, I don't know what verse or whatever, but it's like, you know, you got to learn from other people's mistakes sometimes, you know. But that's what a wise man does, you know, wisdom. Always seek wisdom, you know. Always seek the truth. Always find somebody that can share and pour into you more than you know. So uh, I, I would advise anybody who's into any kind of business to find somebody who can pour into them, who can share with them their experiences and listen and take in what, what they're saying, you know, and try not to make the same mistakes that, you know, other people made. You know, we don't have to. Wow. I'm, I, for me, this is a treat. So I feel like I'm in class. Um, what were some of the hardest obstacles you encountered when you developed your school dropout program? What was your inspiration, Mr. Burnett? The hardest obstacles that I've encountered, I'm still encountering, is trying to find people down here in the South who believe in what I'm trying to do and understand how I can really, how our program really affects lives. And so every day I have to evangelize. You know, right before this call, I was at a meeting with some executives trying to show them what we're doing. And I have testimonies, and I got young people, and I have to just show. So my biggest thing really for me is keep my program afloat so I can show people what we do, so they can hear the testimony, they can see the work, you know. And so, you know, right now I'm, I'm focusing on children of veterans. I'm working even with veterans. You know, our veterans are coming home. I work with a lot of wounded warriors, and they come home and they their dreams are shattered because they might have lost a leg. But I show them, hey, I got something for you if this is what you want to do. So uh, uh, my biggest challenge is getting other people to believe and other people to believe with their pockets, okay? Like, I don't make no money off of this. I haven't had a salary in two years. I do this because I believe in the next generation. I believe that everybody needs to have the opportunity to live their dreams. And we are so creative. Us as black people, you know, we set the trends, you know? I mean, for real, we set the trends. You know, Michael Jordan put out the tennis shoe. And he put out the tennis shoe that he did, but he got the little white kids buying it. We set the trends, you know. We, you know, music, style, hip-hop, you know, we did all that. We are talented. We are talented as a people. And so there is so much untapped talent and creativity amongst a lot of our disadvantaged young people, and I hate to see them fall by the wayside. They fall and they get caught in drugs because they got a dream deferred. And half of it is medicated in themselves because they're so unhappy because they can't live to do what they want to do. They don't know how to get out. And like I said, I'm down here in Alabama. I'm in Alabama. And let me tell you something. There's some talented kids, but they are like, I have no idea. I took a group of kids to California, who, some of them who had graduated from college, who had never been on an airplane, who had never been to California, and they wanted to be in the film business. I had to walk them through how to go through the airport. These are college kids from the South. I'm talking about talent. And now some of them are getting jobs, and they know how to manipulate, and they know how to market themselves. You know, so my, my biggest challenge is getting people to understand that we can make a difference. 
Wow. 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 That's magical. That's magical. Um, I wanted to give back to some of the uh, music stuff here. And this question is, uh, it's a great question. It's what are some of the highs and the lows when you have a hit record on the record company side, Mr. Barnett, and on the performance side of the business? Well, on the high side is knowing that you selling a lot of records, you're making a lot of fans. You know, you go people and you meet people and you don't even understand that they're into you because you're so isolated. Maybe you're on a tour bus traveling around the country. You don't know how your record is blowing up. On the low side, it's trying to get your money from the record company. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's <laughs> on the real tip. You know, it's like, dude, where is my money? You know, and, and going through the audits and stuff. You know, uh, the high side hit record, meeting the people, the fans, and really realizing that your music makes a difference. On the low side, it's trying to get paid. You know, even the promoters, you know. I When I was with the Commodores, man, can you believe I had promoters who walked out, who skipped out on us, and we had a packed wow. house? You know, so you know what that is? It's like, wait a minute, dude just walks out for 200 grand, trying to get my money. Wow. You know? And so (laughs) that's the low side is working with the scoundrels, you know, the people who want to be around you just because they see you sometimes in a way you don't see yourself. Because when you're out there with a hit record, a lot of times you don't realize how big you are. Until you walk on stage, you know, you hear it's a crowd going, you see 60,000 people, like, calling your name. You're like, whoa, what is going on? You know. But the low side, you know, is is just trying to keep the unscrupulous people from, from you know, in, in, you know, entering your space. So you know, uh, for me, uh, knowing you know, having work on a record for like a year, not knowing how it's going to be, and putting it out, and all of a sudden you look at it like, oh man, we're the number one. We just knocked off Michael Jackson. That's that's the high <laughs> part. That's the good part. You know, that's that's the good part because you know the work that you put in, you know, it it, it, it paid off. But at the same time, you know, you're doing it to make money, to make a living for your family, and then you have people who are trying to beat you. And that's the low side for me. Well, the second half, the second part of this question is, again, I just want to jump in real quick. Now, you're amazing to me because I didn't see what you saw in me back then, and I didn't know how did you see what you saw in Babyface and L.A. How did you, how, how do you know this type of person is going to be successful? How do you, your vision, how does that work? Because you have a great vision to be able to see all these artists, Reggie Calloway, uh, me, Babyface, how do you, how do you do that? Because that's a gift in itself. Well, you know, like I said, it's a gift of the talent. You got to look beyond the obvious, you know what I'm saying? You got to look beyond what you really see. And one of the main things that I've always tried to pay attention to is how dedicated were they to the grind. You were dedicated, Jay. You stayed in the studio. You're learning programs. You're doing this stuff. Facing in L.A., you know, playing all day, writing all day, you know. Come on now. After a while, you can see. And then, you know, your basic instincts. I've always been a lover of music. I always knew what good music sounded like. You know, and so, but you know, you see some artists that say they think that they're talented, but they ain't dedicated, man. You know, all the artists that I work with, you know, I had artists that I work with, man, that maybe didn't get a hit record until their third record, but guess what? They did not give up. They stayed dedicated to the grind, and so they kept putting in the work. 
they did not give up. You know, they support each other. And so for me, I think that's just a gift that God gave me to be able to recognize people who were talented, who were serious about their craft. And those are the ones that ultimately will get rewarded, you know. You put in them 10,000 hours early, you know, to be that expert. Yeah. You did that in the basement in, in your house in Richmond, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> in my house in L.A., you know what I'm saying? You did that. Yes. Yes, sir. You know, and so the artists that I work with, if you wasn't dedicated to the grind, I'm not going to be dedicated with you because I'm just as, I'm gonna work just as hard as you to help you get to where you got to go. Right. You know, so that, that's me. But like I said, God, God also, you know, I, I, I really, my, my favorite person in the Bible is, is, is Solomon, you know, and I'm a really stickler for trying to obtain wisdom and vision, asking God to even deliver me and give me the wisdom to make the right decision. So a lot of that is coming from, you know, just being grounded and rooted in, in, in my spirituality, knowing that, hey, God, you got to give me the wisdom to make the right choices. I, I have food with some knuckleheads, you know, but I learned how to pivot real quick and said, no, nah, can't mess with you. Got to go. Bye. <laughs> so, you know, that's me. Okay. When you were a child, Mr. Burnett, did you think you would be in the entertainment business or did you have something else in mind? Hey, if you look at my high school yearbook, it has my name and my picture. It says, Leon Burnett, professional athlete. I wanted to be an athlete. I wanted to be a jock, but I love music too. And when I got in college and I played football and I got here, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to give it you know, because that hurts, you know. And uh, I really wanted to be an athlete. I played all kinds of sports. I was very good. I was a very – very good track star. Matter of fact, my track days still follow me today to L.A. and different places. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, Mr. B was a track star. And people meet my wife. Oh, yeah, you didn't know your husband was a track star. So that's really what I wanted to be. Music was ingrained. I have a brother that's a professional uh, jazz drummer. I have a niece that sings with the Metropolitan Opera. My father's a jazz singer. You know, I got I got music in my, my bones. My my great uncle is, is Howlin' Wolf. You know what I'm saying? So music runs in my family, and it was just something that was inherent in, in me to to pick up. I started listening to jazz probably in the fifth grade, you know? And, you know, so I, I played the instrument. I went to UFC Conservatory of Music. I played the trumpet. I had a group, played bass, but I still wanted to be an athlete. And so when I realized that I couldn't be the athlete I wanted to be, well, music was the natural thing. Now, I really didn't want to perform. I like working behind the business, I, behind the scenes. I like actually, I like collecting the money. I like making it happen, <laughs> putting it up from nothing to something and say, hey, we can monetize that, you know. And I've been fortunate. I've worked for the United States Olympic Committee. I've done major shows with major, every major venue, you know. I work with Al Heyman, you know, Budweiser Superfast. I've done all these things. And those are things that just came natural to me was organizing. That was one of my skills was organizing and making sure that uh, we got paid, you know. I got to make well, sure we get paid I, because if I was going to get paid, I don't get paid. <laughs> sure. 
You know, I'm just going to say some names. Don't say anything, Mr. Burnett. I'm just going to have you laugh. Uh, Bob Tate. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, Jesse Bozeman. Oh yeah, Jesse. He was. I, I was like Jesse. Don't 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 go too far. You got my money, Jesse. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, yes. I, I think that you knew Jerry Roebuck. I know the name. I know the name. Yeah, yeah. So Kendall Minter. So I, I think that you knew those yeah. names. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I work real close. I tell you, somebody I work with in New York. I work real close with Frankie Clark. Oh my God, Vaughn Harper. Yeah. Vaughn Harper, yeah. WBLS. You know, I was all up in there. Matter of fact, we broke Babyface's record up in WBLS. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. I I think Mr. Logan has more questions for you. Yeah, um, this is a question me and Gail have together, so um, we're going to ask you this together. It's, uh, um, and what it is, Gail, you ready? It's yeah. What does what does the future the future look like like for some some uh, for of the young entrepreneurs young entrepreneurs and, and young and people you have mentored. Can you look in their eyes, look in their eyes and see hope? Yeah, I got. I, I have a few success stories, you know, and and I'm watching them grow. This morning, that one of my one of my uh, young ladies was just appointed uh, the event coordinator for the Brian Coberson Napa Valley Jazz Festival. I got a lot of young people that I've watched grow, and uh, I have one in particular. I'm really, really. Uh, proud of his name is Eric Thomas E.T. the hip hop preacher. You go online, you read about him. He's one of the top motivational speakers in the country dealing with sports. He motivates LeBron, all these people. And the young people that I'm working with today, I just see bright futures for them because I pay attention to the ones that are really serious. The ones that are really serious are the ones that I really try to connect them to. You know, I'm connected to some really uh, serious people in the television industry. Uh, people that own studios and stuff. So the ones that I really see that are talented, guess what? I'm trying to put them on because I love being able to go and see them doing their thing. I got a young lady now by the name of Shalea Frazier. I don't know if you know Shalea. Shalea sings with Stevie Wonder. She's blowing up. She's big time. Uh, Shalea. Uh, I got another young man I work with, uh, Stevie Mackey. He's one of the top vocal coaches out in Los Angeles now does all the voice training for uh, American Idol and all those shows and stuff. So I have a lot of them that I'm watching, and I and I'm, I love seeing what they're doing. And I got a lot of them who are young. I got them as young as the 10th grade, who I know will be something one day. And so I just love seeing them do their thing, you know? Wow. I got a group wow. of Mexican students I'm getting ready to start working with in Southern California that uh, it's going to be really interesting, you know. So, you know, I, that's where I get my pleasure, you know, pleasure from seeing my kids succeed. You know, it, it, you know, it, it's fun to, to turn on TV and see Babyface or, or see L.A. doing his thing, you know, you know, and uh, and, and know the journey. Like I said, Jay, Jay know about them tuna sandwiches and them niggas sleeping <laughs> on my floor, and, 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 and you know what I'm saying? They, he know, he know the real deal. Pebbles, all of them, you know. I got a whole bunch of I can name, you know. Some of them I don't tell too many people, but you know. 
But uh, yes, I'm proud. And so, like I said, I'm a grandfather. I'm a great-grandfather. So I look at a lot of these young people as my kids. And so that's that's my legacy, hey, to know that in some kind of way I helped them. I might not have did it all, but I might have gave them some information they needed and, and encouraged them. So, you know, that that's really what my life is all about. You know, God put me here on, on earth for a purpose, and that was that purpose. Wow, that's well, Gail. Do you have any further questions? Those are my questions. Um, Gail's questions. I am. You have I am else? just grateful. <laughs> Thank. Just grateful to have you, Mr. Burnett. Can and I, uh, th- can, I can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? <laughs> yes, sir. Can I come sure. back? Can, can I can I come back on sometime? Oh, we want you back. Are you kidding oh, me? Sir. Yes, of course. <laughs> are you kidding okay. me? Well, no. What you doing next week? <laughs> no, no, but you know, my thing is, I, you know, I'm trying to spread the message of the Media Arts Mentoring Academy. You know, people can go online and give. You know, but you know, I just really want people to see our work. Uh, we're fortunate; we got a new documentary coming out New Year's Eve on the history of the Tournament of Roses, produced by my students. It'll be on the Tribune Network, and so I'm just trying to do some things that are milestones. And, you know, all my boys, you know, Jay, I got three boys now, man. One's up in the financing, uh, film industry. Another one is runs my program. I got another one that's a serious editor and engineer. So, you know, my legacy is really my kids and, and, and friends of my kids and stuff. So, you know, I just want to give and anything I can do to encourage young people to stay dedicated to the grind, I am. Well, Mr. Burnett, well, how about we Oh, bring some of those young just, kids. Exactly. One at a time. Maybe Gail. You, you go, you go first, young lady. Um, thank you, sir. Um, I will, I, well, I know what Jay's going to say, so he's, he, I'll just take the, the second part of it. So, you know, Mr. Burnett, we'll go even one step further. We, guests like you who are esteemed and the things that you've done, we always want you to come back. And, you know, we just didn't want to intrude on your time as well. So that's one. And number two, we'll take it one step further. We have partners. And we have uh, collaborators. So we are worldwide, and we would love to have you as a partner if you'd like to be our partner, and we will support you in any endeavors you can and just mutually support each other. Would that work for you? I, I love it. That's what we do, you know. That's, that's, it's all about collaboration. It's all about partnership. It's all about lifting each other up and exposing each other to resources and opportunities that we have. That's the only way we as a people are going to grow is we work together. You know, I don't believe in that cat, that crab syndrome thing trying to pull you down because you're doing your thing. My thing is to try to help you take your thing to the next level and hopefully you'll bring me with you so I can do my thing. So, oh, yes, no, we will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do, we'll do, so Jay and I together, um, you heard it here today, Homeless and Gibbs and Tim and Savoy that we will um, bring you together with us and we'll be together with you and what you're doing. So we will say that this is a pretty official announcement that we will be working with Mr. Leon Burnett in what he is doing because we are really excited. Um, so that's yeah. yeah. And I would love for your listeners to hit you up, to text you, to see, you know, if, if any of the stuff we talked about today, 
made any sense to them that they could use that. You know, it, it, you know, one time, you know, sometimes we're, we're preaching and we don't know, we don't get the feedback we need. I need for all your listeners to see, give you feedback, you know, sure. into your program, to pour into you, to let you know that what you're doing is worthwhile. You need that. You need to be able to know that you've touched somebody in one of these countries. So I encourage your audience, your your, your listeners, hit them up. Hit Jay and them up. Let them know, hey, this show makes a difference in my life, you know? Thank you so much. And and we have yes. been acknowledged in different ways, and we're very grateful for it, but that is a very good idea. So you know what? We'll look forward to connecting with you, Mr. Burnett, and see how we can make a difference together with you. I know Jay has some exactly. last words for you. Yes, I just want to say thanks, Mr. B. And um, we're looking forward to having some of the youth of the world because that's our future in all the – we're looking forward to you bringing some of the um, some of the kids and um, supporting uh, the Media Arts Mentoring Academy institution and uh, and supporting your nonprofit in any way we can. Yeah, and yeah, could you I appreciate let us, it. Yeah, could you let us know how we uh, your website and how we stay in touch with you, for our listeners, if they want to go to your website? Could you give us uh, your address and so they'll know what to do if they want to contact you directly? Yeah, they want to contact me first of all. My email. I got a woman free emails because, like I said, I'm a nonprofit. MediaArtsWorld at gmail dot com. My website is come to mama, but we use the letter two. Come to mama dot org, and also Alabama, A L L B A M A, sports dot com. Okay, and so. Uh, you know, connect me. You got my email address. Anybody got any questions? Uh, we're also planning, just so you know, we're planning a trip over to South Africa probably sometime uh, late 2016. We've been invited over there to work with some young people. I have a friend that used to manage Take Six who's now over in Johannesburg and wants us to come over and work with the kids. Uh, do, you, uh, do you remember Chris Powell? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Chris and I, Chris and I, we did a record for Obama. You know, we connected Ohio and South Africa to do a song for Obama. I have to sing you that track, man. So yeah, we okay. are trying to connect wow. kids around the world too. You know. So he I would definitely want to go with you to South Africa. I was about to say that. Um, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, and not even I want to. I'm going. So I'll be a chaperone mentor on that trip. That's a definite. Like I know, I, I know that's so many people in South Africa. So that's a definite. And you don't even have to ask. <laughs> I know my thing. partner. Let's do <laughs> that's a good thing. So let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you and so much, sir. Uh, and both of you uh, offline sometime. Let me get your contact because I come to New York and San Francisco, and you know. I need to make sure I stay in touch when I do come, okay? Well, we're going to have to get in contact with you because we weren't joking. We've made you a partner, so therefore you'll probably be in contact with you by tomorrow. That sounds good. All right, so um, Jay will be in contact with you tomorrow. So thank you, Mr. Burnett, and I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you. Thank you. Both of you, okay? Thank you for having me on. Thank you. you But you're going to come back before the 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 end of the year, right? You, You just call me. Just give me a day's notice, you know? This is what I okay. do. Okay, you well, know, we're going to have hey, you come back. Hey, hey, hey this, is, this is my grind. This is what I do. Okay. We're going to hold I, you to I, account I'm, now. I'm serious. I'm serious about mentoring, okay? 
I'm serious. We got it. Not a okay. problem, sir. We'll have a good day, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Sorry.